Great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. Steve Jobs. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, Hustler. My name is Christian, and I am the host of The Hustle Show. Thank you so very much for tuning in today to another amazing episode of The Hustle Show, where we have no filter during our conversation with other successful entrepreneurs, so we can show you the behind the scenes of everybody's story. And before we begin, I want to take a few seconds to thank our sponsors who brought this episode to you. YouTube Hustlers, my new mastery course to rank your videos to the top. Get early access to my beta program at thehustleshow.co slash YouTube Hustlers and Audible. Get a free audiobook download by visiting thehustleshow.co slash audiobooks. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode number 30 of The Hustle Show. I'm loving the heck out of producing The Hustle Show and I hope that you are enjoying every episode as we go along and we continue to share amazing stories that hopefully they motivate you and inspire you to achieve bigger and better things in your life. On today's episode is no different. We have another amazing hustling story of Nicole Whip, and she's going to share with us today how she was able to overcome a rare disease, and she had to reinvent herself multiple times due to all the crisis that we've all been through. She started multiple six-figure companies over the years, including everything from importing furniture to high-end skincare to a law firm and now consulting and training other businesses, helping successful entrepreneurs to build the right team for your company. Remember that all the show notes for this episode and a way to connect with our guests today will be available at thehustleshow.co slash THS30. And before we jump into the call with Nicole, I would love for you to subscribe right now to The Hustle Show. Whether you're watching this on our YouTube channel or you are listening on the go or at home on our audio podcast experience, make sure you hit that subscribe button right now because it will mean the world to me and you will be helping a lot of other people to find our show and to make sure that they find the valuable content that we're producing out there and and that a lot of people is able to find us and connect with all the successful entrepreneurs that I'm interviewing and that I'm bringing their story to you, okay? So without further ado, let's jump in the call with Nicole Whip from NicoleWhip.com. All right, Hustlers, so on today's episode, we have Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, You know, a mutual friend of us was sharing with me your story. And, you know, he said that, that, you know, you had a real hustler story that I needed to hear. And I was, he he emailed it to me and I was reading it. And it's impressive all what you've been through. Um, And, you know, we're going to dig deep on everything. But I know you, you come from an attorney background. Uh, You overcame an, you know, a horrible, rare disease you started businesses on different industries, different products, and and you crushed every single one of them. So it's like, okay, let's get Nicole and let's hear that story because it's it's truly amazing what you're doing. Thank you. So let's let's start with that. I mean, how did you start it as an entrepreneur? What was your very first business that you started? Oh my gosh, I you know it's funny. 
I feel like I've been starting businesses since I was in high school. I mean, I used to do crazy stuff. Like I would get this idea that I would paint t-shirts and then I would sell them. I mean, I used to do stuff like that, you know, way back in high school. And then in college, I actually would throw like these massive parties to pay my rent and to pay like for food and everything. So like that was sort of, you know, it was like I've always done some type of entrepreneurial thing where I was doing something to make money that was just coming out of my head. Um, And then I decided to do something crazy and I went and became a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So that sort of is very different, right? Because it feels much more steady and, um, you know, conservative and all of that. And for a little while, I tried to conform to that. Um, But it really isn't. I I am definitely still a lawyer, but I'm always an entrepreneur and a businesswoman first. I love that. And it's funny because I I, I had a a call this morning and we're just talking about that, that when you're an entrepreneur, most of the times you start very early in in the game trying to sell whatever you can run into. Um, I actually started selling, I'm from Mexico and I started selling ice sticks when I was eight years old. And we were having a blast because I would buy them for a nickel and we'll sell them for a dollar. And we were just cracking up. But, you know, it's part of the journey. It's how you turn that flip on and, and that switch. So what made you go towards becoming an attorney? Um, well, actually, for me, it was September 11th. Um, what happened was on when it was September 11th, at that point in my life, I was actually a flight attendant for a major airline. And the day of September 11th, I was luckily home. And I just remember sitting in front of the television. And I thought to myself, my life will never be the same. Because it was, you know, it was a big deal. Like what happened that day was such a big deal. And I knew that the industry and I was in was going to change. So I took a leave of absence from the airline and I applied to go to law school, but I didn't really think anything about it. It was just sort of like something that I did. And then I got accepted. (laughs) And the day I got the letter, I went out to my mailbox and I got the letter and I opened it up. And it was so funny because I was like reading it and it's like, oh, you've been accepted. And I was like, and I only applied to one law school. So funnier thing. And And I called my mother and I was like, so I got accepted to law school. Like, what should I do? And my mom was like, what do you mean? What should you do? Like, why are you asking me such a dumb question? And so it was like, that's how it happened. It was just <laughs> in a way really random, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. But I had always told people from the time I was in third grade that I was going to be a lawyer. So it's not like it was that, you know, okay, it, it, gotcha. but it really wasn't my life path at that point. I was in my mid twenties when all this happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then you graduated. And then what happened after you graduated from law school? So I graduated. I actually went to the University of Hawaii Law School. I graduated from the University of Hawaii Law School. So I was living um, in the city and county of Honolulu. And I became a prosecuting attorney. And I was a prosecutor for a while. But then I decided to move back home to Michigan family stuff. And so I moved home. And at that point was in the middle of the recession. Um, It was really bad. And Detroit was hit especially hard because of the auto industry. So I was like, well, and I also just didn't want to go work for anybody. I just wasn't really. And so I was like, I'm just going to start my own law firm. And that's what I did. Awesome. Um, So you changed careers, you know, careers from being a flight attendant on 9-11. And then the recession hits and you changed again. And now you, but th- but this one was a little more crazy because now you went open your full, you know, your your 
own law firm. How was that transition like for you? Um, you know, I don't, it wasn't hard for me. I, I like, oh, I'm not um, scared as other people might be about trying things. I'm just one of those people that I feel like, why not try and fail? I'd rather try and fail than never try. So I, I it just was something that I just did. Um, but, you know, then I had another business on top of that. And now I have another business. So this is like, I started a law firm and I've had two other businesses even since that. that and I still have my law firm. That's awesome. So talk to us a little bit about those other two businesses that, do, that you're doing. <laughs> this is funny. But um, I started the law firm and... I, you know, I got a little bit bored with it, I think, at that point. And I, I saw this opportunity and I was like, I'm going to start the skincare business. So I started this high-end skincare business and I opened up a store and everything. And it went really, really well. Like actually, I was making way more money in that business than I even was in my law firm at that wow. point. And um And so it was awesome. But then what happened was, and this sort of leads into the story about where I'm at today. I got really burnt out because I was working too much. And I got pregnant. And I had my son. And then I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. So I walked away from a multiple six-figure business because I had my son and I just couldn't cope with it anymore because I didn't have enough help. Mm -hmm. And And that was my fault at that point. And that's a great point because um, a lot of of people that start their business, they go all in, but they sometimes forget that, you know, the outsourcing and building a team, it's essential. Right. You know, whatever reason, there's so many reasons that you can, or excuses, however you're going to call it. There's so many that I can, I can list right now. Why don't you do it? But long story short, it's, it's a very common mistake and, and you end up paying it, burning out. Right, exactly. And, and that's literally what happened um, to me. So, you know, when I, but my law firm was still going and I realized at that point that I really had to start getting a team because now I was a mother and I, you know, it took me a long time to get pregnant. It was not an easy thing for me. And so the idea for me was I, I didn't go and go through all this agony to have this baby to never be with him. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, in order to keep my company running and be with my baby, I need people to help me. So I finally, like the light finally went off in my brain and I started hiring people, but I quickly learned something that I think is really important for all entrepreneurs, which is this, the skill set that makes you really good at business or starting businesses and get making money is definitely not the same skill set that you need to run a great team. (laughs) This, I feel like, is, it's sort of like when I say it out loud, you laugh, right? Because it's like, well, yeah, duh, right? Right. I actually laugh because I I went through the same thing, but go ahead. (laughs) Right. Like you, you don't, like you don't realize how hard it is, right? You do not realize it. And so... I really struggled for several years with my whole team situation. I mean, it was a nightmare for me. I would, I went through like 90 days straight with my team where I was like crying every day because I was so frustrated because at first, you know, what happens, I think with us entrepreneurs are like, what's wrong with these people? Why don't they get it? Like, why are you so dumb? Like, this isn't that hard. It isn't rocket science. All these things that go through our heads. And then there comes a point where you're like, huh, maybe it's me. That's the problem. 
And then you start thinking to yourself, what then, why is it so hard? Like, I'm a smart person. I figured out how to do all of these things. Why can't I figure this out? And so like a lot of entrepreneurs, we really beat ourselves up about this because we're used to being able to create success, right? And so it's really frustrating. The people part part of business can be super frustrating. And um, I went on this whole journey about learning how to build really successful teams. And so that's led to this now company that I have aside from my law firm. That's awesome. And like I said, I've been there and I went through it and I, I think I still do because, I mean, unless you go all in like you and start a business, you never become the expert. And, and that's hard. You know, managing people is definitely hard. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it is, it's a whole different world than creating and running a business or doing the things for your business. It's just a whole separate issue. So at what time did you feel that there was an opportunity for it to create a business out of something like that? So what happened was, um, so, you know, when I started hiring team and I went through all this agony and I was just, I was so frustrated. And then I finally realized at some point, like I said, that it was, that something about it was my fault. Like I had to really come, you know, come to Jesus about this. Like it was my fault. And so I was like, okay, then I need to put my brain to this and figure it out. And I went on sort of this journey of researching and talking to people and then trying things and like trying to figure out what would make a really great entrepreneurial team. And so I started doing things differently in my business, doing things differently, doing things differently. And what was happening was my income was skyrocketing. I mean, during this time, we were doing so well because I was really making these changes. So it really transformed my business. But then what happened was I got sick. So you referenced this at the beginning. And, you know, when I got sick, I looked no different than I do right this minute. Like I didn't look sick. I hope I don't look sick now. (laughs) um, I didn't look sick. I mean, I was just like, and so I was blindsided by it just as much as everybody else. So I go in the hospital, I have this, you know, 30 days, literally, I was in the hospital, and the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. And so during this time, I'm like fighting for my life, right? I'm not worried about my business. Because I'm worried about whether I'm going to actually live or die, you know, And then after that, I had another 60 days where I had to recover. So I was almost out of my company for an entire 90 days. But the good news was because I had done some very specific things with my team up to that point, they were able to keep things going. And in fact, at that year, we went on to make more money than we ever had before. Wow. That's when I was like, okay, this is something that I think I need to start sharing with people. So I created this other company and I started doing consulting and training with corporations and then also entrepreneurs. So let me ask you, do you think that if you wouldn't figure it out, the team building, could your company have run for the 90 days without you? No way. Like literally, absolutely not. I would not have had a company. Right, right. Probably had to go bankrupt as a result of it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it comes back to you never know when you're going to get sick. I mean, it's like anything else. You don't know if you're going to run into an accident tomorrow. And that's why when you have a business, I think building that team to rely on, it's crucial. Well, right. And it's like I tell people all the time, you know, you don't have to actually think like, oh, yeah, I might get sick like Nicole did and like that might happen. have to go to that thing. But what if you want to go away for two weeks and literally not talk to your team for two weeks or not have anything to do with your company for two full weeks? I I don't know very many entrepreneurs that can even do that, much less 90 days, right? And so 
it's like true entrepreneurial freedom is not just making money. Entrepreneurial freedom is when you're making money and oh, by the way, you can go on vacation. You aren't doing all the things by yourself. That's true entrepreneurial freedom. So I, you know what, we have this whole industry around selling what entrepreneurial freedom is, but I sort of laugh. I'm like, you know, you can do all these things, but you need to get back to basics and you need to have a team. Right, right. That's so true. I mean, it's it's totally true. And through the journey of starting all these companies, was was what was it like on the emotion side of of Nicole? What you were going through? What was it like, for example, for the first six months you started? What was that like for you? Well, you know, I feel like when you're very first starting a business, it's like partly it's really exciting um, because you see all the possibilities, right? And the work it takes to really make things happen in the beginning, it doesn't feel so hard. Right? You know, it doesn't feel so bad. It's like um, you're willing to do it because of the excitement of it, but there comes a point that it just becomes drudgery, right? So um, I was very excited. I was nervous, of course, you know, you, but fear drives me. So, um, you know, I don't want to fail. So the fear of like not, fa like I'm the kind of person that really thinks to myself, I will not fail because I am not a, like, I will not do that. Um, and so, or, you know, the other thing is you can think to yourself and this is, I've done too. And this is what I would tell myself is like, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You have to go work in a fast food restaurant. And to me, there's nothing shameful about that. If that's what I have to do to pay for my bills and to take care of my family, then so be it. I am willing to do that. I'm not too good for that. So like for me, I would think to myself, that's the worst thing that could happen. And then I, I let that feed me because that wasn't something that was unacceptable to me. Right, right. That's the, I think that's gold for everybody that is listening that, you know, have those fears. You're basically using them as, as fuel to your passion. Yeah, you know, that's part of what being an entrepreneur is all about is conquering your fear, right? Yes. And so to do that, you have to cultivate your confidence You have to cultivate confidence to be brave. And so whatever gets you into a, a feeling of confidence is something that you should be intentionally trying to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Right, right. That's very true. And you were mentioning that you were always looking at the worst case scenario. And if, if it wasn't too bad, like, you know, you go all in and you go do it. Do you ever run into one of those super bad moments that you felt so down that you were ready to quit and just go get a maybe go back to corporate law or, or, or something like that, go get a job? Hmm. Well, you know, to me, that actually is the worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario. Um, because I don't, I just don't think I could do it. <laughs> But, so, um, in fact, I, I know I couldn't do it at this point. I mean, I'm definitely not in this position to do it anyway. But Um, so yeah, I guess those things run through my mind, but to me, that is such the worst case scenario. So the example would be that that's such the worst case scenario that I'd rather go work in fast food than do that. So do you see what I mean? Like to me, it was that weighing. like I would much rather just do something like that than, than give up. Um, and so that's how the fear drives me because that is like, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I love but, it. But yeah, certainly I don't feel like to tell yourself as an entrepreneur that fear isn't part of the equation is really being, um, you know, you're really being delusional, right? It is right. part of it. Being an entrepreneur is roller coaster. 
especially in the beginning. And so if you know that, and if you can accept that, like, yes, it's going to be a roller coaster. I accept that. That's part of the deal. Then it's easier to weather that. Yes. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because the whole purpose of the show is to show people that it's hard and it's good. And you're going to, you know, hit the wall several times before you hit a, a home run. And, you know, the whole purpose is, is to inspire them to take action, but be aware that it's going to be hard. So when it gets tough, don't quit. Just keep going and keep pushing. Because, you know, when I look back in time, when I started, nobody told me that because everybody was talking about success, right? So I thought the moment I opened the door, I was going to be this millionaire and that didn't happen. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And yeah. So to have that idea, you know, it's, it's so crazy to me how many gurus out there like make it seem how easy it is for them. I can tell you that I'm in a, several high-end masterminds where some of these people are actually part of it. And if you look behind the curtain, it really is baloney. I mean, it just is such baloney. They are on the biggest roller coaster because they have this image to keep up. Right. Um, so, you know, don't, don't like, no matter who your guru is, really um, don't take everything at face value if it seems like everything's so easy for them. It just cannot, it's not true. That's awesome. Would you, would, uh, you know, through the all the, the companies that you started, what would you say would be one of the worst entrepreneurial moments that you had? Oh, geez. Um, well, I, you know, I, I do think it was when I got sick because I, at that point, I don't know that I knew that my team could make it happen. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was the, the moment where I discovered it, but I didn't know it before that. And so there's something about, you know, I have put uh, so much work into what I do. Like everything, all my companies are the result of massive amounts of work. Okay. And the idea that I would lose all of that to this crazy thing that just happened to me that I couldn't even see coming was anguishing to me. I mean, it was such anguish. Like I couldn't imagine it. And luckily that didn't happen, but it was not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Because you know, yeah. I had no control. I was completely out of control. Like if I feel like I can control the situation and then I fail, well, then that's just the lesson. But like in that cir circumstance, I had no control. And that was very hard for me. I mean, I think that that was a, a real uh, fire test for your team. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. That's It's awesome. That, I mean, I'm so happy that they they figure it out and they were able to do it. But it could have it gone the other way, too. You Easily. know, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, kudos to you that I think you built an amazing team that was able to, to, you know, kill in the trenches and, and just kept working without you. So that's pretty awesome. And through, you know, all this, all these companies that you start and, and this passion that you have inside that is driving you, what are you working towards that keeps you going? What is that vision like for you? So I'm always looking for my own version of freedom. And so for me, you know, I like to work. I'm, I'm the kind of person that I get a lot of satisfaction out of working because in work, I can sort of display the best of myself. Um, and so, I, and I think everybody has the ability to do that. You just have to get to the point where that becomes real for you, you know? Um, so people that hate their job, well, yeah, they're because they're not working to display the best of themselves. I've created companies that I'm able to display the best of myself. So, 
Um, for me, the ultimate goal that drives me is to, of course, financial security for myself and my family. Um, and just the joy of accomplishment. Like I really am driven by accomplishment. And so that is almost enough for me, you know, that, that will get me up every single day is wondering, what am I going to accomplish today? How am I going to become even better today? Um, it becomes a little bit addicting when you start <laughs> doing it and you really feel great about it. You do, especially because you set your goal and you achieve it. And then it's like, oh my God, I love the feeling. I want more and more and then one more. And then, yeah, it's, it's a total addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that definitely drives me, you know, and I'm okay with that. It's, uh, it, there's worse addictions to have. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one to have. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it looks like you've, you've come a long way. Have you done, you've achieved amazing things out there in different industries and very proud of everything that you're doing and, and, you know, very grateful that you're sharing your story today with us. And I, you know, through, Through all the lessons you have, you learn on your on your trial and error and your trial and success. What do you think is your your one secret to your success that has has helped you accomplish what you've done? Um, you know, part of it is just experience. So certainly, there are people in their twenties and younger that can create very successful businesses um, and sustain them for a long time. But that's a, not a normal scenario, right? And I definitely wasn't that child prodigy, okay? It's taken me years to learn the right things to do. And so, um, and every day I want to learn more about the right thing to do. I never rest on my laurels that I know everything about how to do things. So I'm always learning. And yet the experience that I have is what enables me to continue to have success. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So don't like, I, I think what people beat themselves up when they're not experiencing success out of the gate and just recognize that that's part of the process that you have to learn how to fail in order to learn how to succeed. Yeah. I mean, because every failure is going to be a lesson learned. And if there's no lesson learned, there, there can't be success. I mean, success is made of lessons that you learn. So it's right. part, it's part of the journey. So, you know, everybody that is listening is part of the journey. You're going to fail many, many times. But that doesn't, that shouldn't stop you. Like you, you should continue to push and you should go through the, whatever it's in front of you. Right. As long as you're following a good business plan. Right, right. <laughs> with something out of sheer stubbornness. But, um, you know, and there's a balance, right? There, you have to know when to let go too. So um, some things, they're not worth chasing any longer. But the things that are worth chasing, you don't want to give up. Right. I love it. We're going to change gears a little bit here from your story to what I like to call the hassle round, where we're going to play this word game. Um, I basically, uh, it's pretty easy, our words that you're very familiar with them. And I, I know at least 99% of them you're using probably every day. Um, okay. So basically, I throw a word at you and then you got to say one word back to me, whatever first thought comes to mind. Okay. All right, let's do this. All right. Hustle. <laughs> Okay, so the reason why I'm struggling with this one is because I actually hate that word. So dislike, how's <laughs> okay. that? Dislike, work. Joy. Employee. Team. Boss. Team. Rules. Broken. <laughs> College. Optional. Fear. Conquerable. Weakness. Conquerable. Strengths. The greatest source of happiness. It is. Motivation. Renewable. 
And last but not least, books. Love, 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 love. Awesome. That's it. You did really good. <laughs> that wasn't too oh, hard. Let me let me tell you, um, when I said I don't like the word hustle, this is the reason why. I, I have to tell you this because your show is the hustle show, right? Right, right. And so I don't want to cast aspersions on your show. <laughs> but I think like the reason why is I think in today's world, the word hustle is somewhat associated with like you have to work 24-7. And to me, that's what I don't like about it. I think, yes, you have to hustle to be successful, but I don't like this new connotation that you have to work 24-7 to be successful. So that that's the reason why I say that. I think that there's a line to what that should mean for us. I, you know, I don't think that working 24-7 um, for anybody is healthy or really desirable. Right. And I, you know, I don't take anything personal, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I, but I do want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm not in the in the same. I do work a lot, but I'm, you know, I, I, I take time and I, I balance it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't deprive me for sleep either. Like, you know, sleep is my priority, too, because it's health. So I agree with you on that side. Yeah. Like, you know, I totally agree. And yeah. and you, you do what you got to do, but don't overdo it like like anything else. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. So to all the hustlers that are listening, do you have any any quote or inspirational hustling word uh, that you can share with them in case, you know, they might be in defense of, um, you know, make, maybe they want to quit their job because they're not fulfilled, they don't feel happy, and they have this entrepreneurial tendency, or maybe they're already on their business, but they're not where they want to be yet. What would you say to them to inspire them? So one of my favorite things that I say all the time is, Lack of clarity is the enemy of success. And I really think that there's nothing more true than that statement for entrepreneurs, that when you aren't, you can't see where you're going, you cannot ever get there. So you have to understand like what exactly your goals are and so that you can then create the steps that make them happen. But what happens to so many of us, um, and this is certainly part of my struggle over the years as well, has been when I can't really see the goal, but I'm just working, 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 and I don't exactly know where I'm going. So lack of clarity is the enemy to success. Get clarity and then success happens. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I hope everybody that is is listening, they understand because that's actually a really, uh, you know, a lesson that I learned too. When you wear, when you work backwards, it works so much better, right? You set up your goal and then you work backwards to get there. It's so much better than just spinning around in circles and never getting anywhere. Right. Well, you know, um, so many people, especially if they're trying to leave a job, they, so, you know, when you're young, and you are trying to graduate from high school, so, so to speak. Like, you know, that's the goal, right? I'm graduating from high school. And then if you go to college, you're like, okay, I'm going to college. I'm going to graduate from college. Like, you have a very specific goal post, right? And then, oh, now I need to get a job, right? But then I, th I think for a lot of adults, especially in America, it's like after that moment, the, the, the next goal post is not clear. That's right? true. And then you have to have it. Right. It's very true. I mean, when you graduate from college, it's like, okay, what's next? I mean, retirement is like 40 years away, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I totally so agree. Like, you have to be able to, like those those really clear goalposts. Well, that's, you know, that that's when everything starts getting hard in life, right? Is when those don't happen anymore, right? They're not set in front of us and we have to make our own. So it's and that, I think like that's been part of my struggle over the years 
um, and probably why it took me longer than I would have wished to get to where I am today because I didn't have that clarity. So that's what I would wish for your audience is to get it way sooner than later. I love it. And I really appreciate you sharing this. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to start planning and setting up more goals and focus on that too. <laughs> Very cool. So um, to all everybody that is listening to us, is there a way that they can connect with you? Uh, maybe they need some help building their own team. And, uh, you know, we have a, a, a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show and maybe like me, you know, they're struggling to manage all these people. Is there a way that they can connect and, and you know, hopefully get your help? Yeah. So um, for entrepreneurs specifically, the best way to connect with me is at NicoleWhip.com. And if you are an entrepreneur that's trying to build a team and you're struggling with that, I have a free quiz. It's only eight questions on my website that it's on the homepage and you just click the button and it'll take you to it that really starts to teach you about sort of something about yourself and how you can relate that to team members. It, teaches, it tells you, this is you, and this is what you need if this, and this is what you need if this, but these are going to be the struggles. So it, it really gives you a bunch of information that I've had great feedback from it. And so that's a really great place to start. It's completely free. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I, I link this in the show notes for this episode at thehustleshow.co slash THS30. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, for sharing your story. It's a, it's a real honor when I'm, you know, when I have the ability to share such inspiration stories and, and, you know, I wish you nothing but success. I know you are, you're, you, you, you accomplish a lot of things, but there's still some time left in the game and I know you're going to explode in the near future too. So again, very grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.